Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. I am your host, Mr. Michael Dolce, as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How's it going, Mr. Lord of the Radio? It's hot in here. It's always so darn hot in is this it, room. Is it always hot? Yes. Darn it. I, I want recognition for my suffrage. You want recognition yes. for the heat? Yes. Uh, it's only hot because we oh walk boy. over here, here and there's like issues when we walk over here. Um, yeah, I, because you uh, lead me on a merry chase to find various exotic drinks and teas and stuff like that. I which don't are, even know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, so we've got a great show tonight. <laughs> uh, we are talking Avengers Infinity Blu-ray. Everything we learned from the second time around and everything we know about Avengers 4 coming mm. up. We welcome, I should tell everybody what you confessed to me. In the we welcome <laughs> Sourcepoint Press's Casey Pierce as she talks about her new sci-fi book, Nora. And in general, we just talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture, and we do yeah, it just in general. Uh, very cool. We have a sponsor tonight. SPNG Printing, Speed Printing and Graphics, sp-g.com. Go check them out. Um, I use them for a lot of different things. They're professional printing made simple, brochures, business cards, books, flyers, posters, postcards, other print services. They also make comic books, so go check them out. Professional um, assassination. They're your full service. They made the banners that are behind us. There's just tons of really great stuff that they've done. Uh, it's simple. Go to sp-g.com. Do they do uh, landscaping? Uh, commercial landscape. <laughs> well done. Commercial landscape. Well done. All right, yes. So we are here. We are live as we always are. Yes, and, um, and warm. So I will confess this. So darn warm. I will confess this. <laughs> what because confess? once again, I complained, and you, you scoffed at my complaint, that all the movies bunched up and there's nothing to watch. So I said, Hassan, I honestly have no idea what we're going to talk about this week because there's nothing... You know, we have an awesome guest. Casey Pierce is awesome. She's going to be on. She's going to talk about yeah, a lot of the comic book stuff, and that's great. That's uh, great. But, like, what are we going to lead with? I mean, maybe we'll talk Star Trek. Maybe we'll talk Mark Hamill. I uh, just, I, you know, I always feel we could just be our way through, like, two segments. That's easily. our entire show. Like, yes. <laughs> it's entire, entire, but, I mean, we should just be uh, honest about BSing our way through the entire... Should we? Yeah. Uh, Honesty, man. It's the best policy. I... <sighs> That is not always the case. That's not. That's not. That's so what you teach your kid. You, I teach him. <laughs> don't be don't lie. <laughs> There's a big difference. There's a big difference, a big difference between don't lie and being honest. And be honest. Okay. okay? All, All right. right. Fair enough. Let's, that's splitting hairs a little bit, but I, strangely enough, I get that, and that's what's bothering me. Is I totally understand that. Uh, right, so, but you actually came up with a brilliant idea. Oh, uh, that's because of greed. Because I really Avengers wanted, to, I wanted the Avengers Blu-ray. Uh, Blu yeah, because you know what? It was what was really strange is it they usually come out with a lot of fanfare, you know. Yeah. But that movie is just the biggest movie in the world. They don't even care. They're just like, yeah. oh yeah, it's coming out Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. you you know you're gonna get it. You know, it's like it's like one of back in the George Lucas era. It's like a Star Wars box set. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna put the same three movies out again. And you're gonna get it. <laughs> let's let, just, let me ask you a let's question. Let's just be though. honest with ourselves. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. What was different the second time around? Look, I think it's a really good movie. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. I think um, my second time around watching it, it is a little. 
Uh, sorry to use this kind of bourgeois word, but it's a little besmirched because of the, the James Gunn thing. Because one of my oh, favorite, that's interesting, yeah, one of my favorite moments. That's why I have you on the show. And um, you say interesting things. Well, I, I try. <laughs> They're not always relevant, but uh, I try to be interesting as as much as humanly possible. It's a good. Well, it's a good tactic. Yeah, it, it it has saved my life a couple of times. There's nothing uh, more authentic than real life. Go ahead. <laughs> Stop trying to derail me. Um, <laughs> The, the introduction of the Guardians in the film, yeah, which is a real tonal change because the film feels basically like an Avengers film yeah, up until the Guardians are in it, and then that kind of raises the stakes a little. Even when Doctor Strange shows up, because Doctor Strange was in Thor, you know, you're kind of used to him just kind of peeking his head in through sure. one of those little portals and going, hey, you guys are doing everything wrong, and uh, goodbye. You know, good luck. That's one of the things I thought was very, very interesting, too, right, about Doctor Strange in general in this film. Um, the two or not, just, not just Doctor Strange. You, you, you didn't know who was going to take front and center. You, you assumed Iron Man was. You assumed Captain America was, but if you saw the, uh, did you see the Honest trailer at all? No, I didn't. Uh, the Honest trailer is really funny. You should go check it out. And, okay. you know, it, it basically kind of spotlights that Captain America is just a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> yeah, and that's that what he thing. is in this film. Like, he's not really front no, and center. No, he's not forefront. So you, you would think... And actually, you know, according to the commentary, the yeah. Russo brothers, um, at one in one draft, yeah, contemplating contemplated not introducing Captain America until yeah. the last battle, just before um, you which know, spoilers, may have been spoiler. actually pretty cool. Mm. It may have been, yeah, but, that, but that's the whole thing. You like, kind of need you go into this thinking like, okay, this is going to be the Cap Iron Man show with a lot of Thor. And, you know, and some Spider-Man, right? And then you think, yeah, they're well, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna take advantage of Black Panther, which, again, the Honest trailer is really hilarious. And they're like, and the well, lack of screen done, time clearly shows they did not realize what a cash cow Black Panther yeah, was before they, yeah, before because they, they said made that, this thing. They said that also in the, in the commentary that, um, that they had done screenings for the film before Black Panther came out. <laughs> and then Wakanda came up and everyone was like, oh, look, someplace new, that's nice. Yeah. You know? And then after Black Panther came out and exploded... Yeah. You know, the, the audience went nuts every time they yeah. saw Wakanda. So, and they said it was a risk as far as they were concerned because they had, just, they had just done uh, Black Panther. They had just done Wakanda in, in, in third act. Yep. And they're going to do this. The, they're yep. going to repeat the formula. But they said, look, it, it made the most sense. It works the best yeah. to do it here. Um, look, it is a little like, um, as I was saying, the, the tonal change came up with the Guardians. The Guardians show up, and then you're like, you, you realize while you're watching it, it's like, no, this is real. You know, there's all these characters are going to intermix. There's a uh, cross pollination of all these, uh, uh, for, from last week's fanfare, all these franchises, right? And so. <laughs> Which was an excellent discussion, by the way, on second yeah, viewing. Yeah. See, second viewing. Especially Very good. since I was right. But anyway, yeah. you know my friend Tara, who never agrees with you, yeah. completely agreed with you that oh, time. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> She just she just wrote a heart on the comment section. <laughs> I'm going to assume I'm going to assume yeah, that's towards it's, you. It's from my franchise <laughs> yeah. talk from last week. If you haven't ca- caught that, go check us out on SoundCloud.com/slash/SecretsOfTheSire. Go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Go to iTunes. We're on iTunes. Just type in Secrets of the Sire. Yeah, vote for Sam to get a bigger air conditioner. <laughs> it's that's not bad actually. It is, I, this is a terrible. lot better than the old studio. It's terrible in here. It's a lot better than the old studio. Much better. All right. So I, I we were talking over dinner before we had the. Uh, uh, before we came here mm-hmm. and, and I likened my second time viewing to two movies right uh, Wedding yes. Crashers 
versus Anchorman. Oh, boy. Okay, now, and everyone's going to sit there and, no, I came here to talk about Infinity War. Settle down, people. We're going to talk about Infinity War. Yes, people um, throwing, like, chairs. Oh, absolutely. When I first saw Wedding Crashers, beating their kids. I <laughs> erupted in laughter the entire time. I thought it was one of the funniest movies I'd ever seen. The theater experience was unbelievable. I saw uh-huh. Anchorman. I go, that's eh, right. It's pretty good. It's all right. Oh, yeah, all right. There was that. Mm-hmm. There was that scene where they all fight together. That's mm-hmm. really funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watch Wedding Crashers again. None of the jokes, because the jokes, the, the the jokes only landed because they. I didn't see them coming. Right. Once I saw them coming, they weren't as funny. Not, they're not as funny. Anchorman, meanwhile, I'm quoting lines 15 years after the fact right now. <laughs> it works 65 percent of the time, every time. See. That's yeah. I see. Even Sam, <laughs> even Sam, even Sam just laughed at that. So that's my barometer for infinity for any of these movies. Even your strange barometers. Second time around, we got to talk to whatever scientists providing you with all that equipment for you to do <laughs> your mathematical. Grade, it was my third grade science project. <laughs> yeah, it was, my, it was, it was like think, make a milk carton. I think your science teacher a, actually dropped out of science school before they gave him his job, and he was somebody's uncle. Fun fact that nobody asked for. <laughs> my dad. Ruse the day that I was, became an artist because he's a science nerd and he's like and he's hoping my son he's like maybe my grandson nah, will be in a science nah, maybe skip the generation because your science your math is it's oh my math, math is, is my math is fuzzy your math is, <laughs> I don't think there's I any. would see I was gonna say a little it, it's funny it's not fuzzy it works in its essence. But it is funny math. All right. It is a little bit funny. We're going to talk about Infinity War, and we're talking about the Infinity War DVD. The, sorry, the Blu-ray. Sorry, not the DVD. <laughs> Boy, yeah, I just, don't get a DVD. I just dated you, myself. Oh, my God. I date myself Do they even night. make those anymore? I have a couple of coasters that used to be DVDs. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I don't think they make Blu-rays anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, everything is just streamed now. I know, and, I know. You know. A year from but now. But I refuse to stream because I know that the EMP is coming, and I would not be without my movies when the <sighs> apocalypse shows up. That is a conversation for another mm-hmm. uh, day. No. Which I've, will probably be next week because I have nothing to yes, talk about next yes. week either. So we'll here come we up with something. All right. We're, you know, the second time viewing, I want to know, is this an Anchorman or is this a Wedding Crasher? So chime in on the Facebook feed if you're on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. If you're listening to us in the podcast, eh, sorry, you can still actually go on the video and still chime in and I'll, I'll respond. But what we did notice when we watched the Avengers Infinity War Blu-ray is that it ignores something very, very uh, important. Ah. It ignores Avengers 4. Shouldn't it, though? Th- this is according to screen re- ScreenCrush.com. The longer the Marvel Cinematic Universe has gone, the more it has con- codified a set of rules that each movie follows. Everyone ends with an animated credit sequence, each typically followed with a post-credit scene, such and such will return. If you buy the Marvel Studios Blu-rays, you know every single one includes an exclusive look featurette about one of the next MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the Iron Man 3 included a sneak peek of Thor. Thor, Dark World... Featured a glimpse of Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, the most recent one, Black Panther, showed footage from Ant-Man and Wasp. One might assume the Blu-ray might have an exclusive look at Avengers 4 or even Captain Marvel. Uh, it's got nothing. It's nothing. There's it doesn't nothing. Need to. There is nothing. It doesn't exist. Everything about this Blu-ray does not show us anything about what's coming up next year. It doesn't need to. No? No. I mean, I guess it doesn't. It doesn't but need it's... to because it's a monster. They know it's a monster. They don't need an incentive. They don't need to give you. They didn't even need to put special features on this. People are gonna go grab it. 
I mean, we, we are just 263 days before the release of the film, and we still oh don't even God. have a I mean, subtitle. We don't even have a title down these for days. Avengers 4. Yeah. We don't have a teaser. We don't have a trailer. We so don't have a poster. What? We have no details whatsoever. So what? All you're going to do is eat on it, like feed on the little scraps they give you and just marinate on it and speculate for the entire 200 days that, that's, that's left and didn't anything from The Last Jedi teach us that that is <laughs> completely nonsense. Well, as opposed to Last Jedi, Marvel Studios is like, we don't hate our fans. We would like to give them things that they like to, and they think that they would it's enjoy. It's not even a matter of fan love or fan hate. I think it's like, you know, there's I I tend to skew a little more for the studios against the fans because I know I'm I'm a fan, and yes. I know I'm an entitled... I do know you're a fan, yes. I know I'm an, an entitled douche sometimes, and I'm like, I just want things <laughs> to be my way. Bing? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's no. not, but it's kind of like, eh. Your name is halfway. It's a sideways spelling of your name. No, my name doesn't <laughs> yeah. spell douche at all, it's Bing. Little, yeah, it does. See, it's, it's, it's a, a half-hearted Bing. It lo- <laughs> it's, it's a Bing. It's kind of like, eh, it's maybe, maybe, maybe not. All right, all right. Duche. So, um. <laughs> see, uh, <laughs> that's not, but that's not, see, that's not even close to my name. It's like it's, it's close like enough. it's like alliteration to my it's name. It's close enough. But that's why everyone, if, if my entire childhood, everyone called me Goodwin. I'm like, where are you getting the extra uh, O for? Yeah, yeah. I could see. You bunch of idiots. I could see why. You bunch of fools. It's not Goodwin. It's got one O. They refuse. All right, all right look. As so Tara, Duce. Tara did <laughs> side with me mm-hmm. last week. I will side with you this week. That oh, it, that it is definitely possible. So that's the trick uh, to mispronounce my name. It was a little possible. All right, when we come back, even though the Blu-ray wouldn't do it, we are. We're going to give you as much information on Avengers 4, and we're going to do some wild, rampant speculation. No, you are. We're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to alleviate you of the tension right now. You are. I'm not. Forever Night TV series yes. as well, too. I've never even heard of it. I have no idea what that is. You don't know Forever No, I don't know Forever Night. Good Lord. I don't know. I used to watch other things you know, when I was a kid. Well, I'm sure that information is useful. You're have you ever seen guy. the movie Blown Away? Nicole yeah. Aggert and yeah. uh, the other girl from uh, from something. She ended up on 902. There was another girl in that? You're just making this weird now, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Hey, I was on yeah, an yeah, Ask Me Anything feed today, mm. uh, so go check Did out the Sire page. Go check out the Mike Books page. Go check out all this stuff. No, people asked a lot of good questions. It was really cool. It was in Boston Comic Con as well, too. But they didn't ask you anything. They asked me. There was like 25 questions, and I answered them all. That's not anything. Quite incompetently, but I answered them. That's the whole point. You never promised a competent answer. You just said, ask me anything. Go check out the mainstream. That's my new title. That is in stores right now. Issue four. Issue five hits stores uh, at the end of this month. So please go check it out. Go to mikebooks.com slash store. Uh, We are also brought to you by SPNG Speed Printing and Graphics. They do awesome work. Uh, They're actually responsible for all the cool banners that we have back here as well, too. So go check them out. Uh, they do great work. They just do great stuff. They actually printed up my comic, The Undone. They printed up our comic, Sire Number 10. So uh, they're excellent, and you should definitely use them. Go to sp-g.com. All right, we were talking about the Avengers Infinity War Blu-ray. Before we, before we hop along to Avengers 4, um, I wanted to 
give a little comments here. Fabian Nicieza, fan mm. favorite guest, mm-hmm. chimed in. I liked it better the second time, caught more the third time, and still enjoyed it the fourth time on a plane last week. So clearly to him, oh, he's, he's gone way beyond. Anchorman. Anchorman. This is definitely an Anchorman yeah, yeah, movie. Anchorman. David S. Rosenberg, Rosie for short. It's still a really fun, enjoyable movie for many reasons, though on second viewing, I saw more of the holes and confounding moments within the story itself and from what's been set up in the previous Marvel films leading to this. But still find it enjoyable regardless. Mm. So he's kind of Anchorman. You probably Anchorman that. I think that's more it's wedding. A, it's a, that's it's le- that leans. That leans wedding. Yeah, crashers. it leans. But that I mean, he still. Crashers. He said. He said he still finds it enjoyable. It's just he sees the yeah. holes in it a little more. Chris Mullen chimed in. Eh, what's the point of this conversation? <laughs> in the end, it doesn't amount to anything. Wow. And I responded with, "No, that's the basis for the entire talk radio. <laughs> yeah, uh, format. Format. What's the point of listening? So, Why are you listening if there's no point to us so, talking? So please continue listening. Hey, no, I condemn. <laughs> I condemn it." Keep, keep, please keep talking. <laughs> don't don't listen. Chatter. You know what the problem is? Um, the the one problem I had with it, and this is a problem I have in general. Like villains always want to just blow everything up, and it's like we got to get past the villain wanting to blow everything up for whatever. I agree. Whatever with you. reason, like I they always, the villain always has some kind of nuanced reason, and everybody always credits the villain for actually having a purpose. And I agree being with you deep. on that a lot. But stop. Blowing, you know, like, oh, if I destroy half the universe, then the other half will be safe. Well, right. the Infinity Gauntlet comic book series made no, sense know, because I he know. was appealing to his love, which yeah, was the that, physical incarnation of death. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes people do despicable things for completely stupid. But if you read Infinity Gauntlet, you realize Jim Sterlin must have been on some kind of LSD when he was writing that whole series. It was the 70s. It was a wild, crazy time back then. So what they had to do with what I'm talking about. They had to kind of streamline it in the today. No, they didn't. So that it's not necessarily Why? a trippy. No, trippy that's reason. what I'm talking about. You're you always so? everybody's always trying to give like this coherent reason for why. The 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 heavy wants to do this in, in, enormously despicable thing, and okay, part of it is sometimes people do despicable things because they're despicable. Yeah, there's sometimes there's no nuance to it. Sometimes that is that is even though I dislike this movie as a as a as a superhero movie. Yeah, I still think it's a good movie. Yeah, um, the Dark Knight, with some people just want to see the world burn. You know, yes. you can't reason with him yes. or whatever. Yes. He's just you know, and yes. he said, and he he actually says he reinforces it in the film. He goes, "It's not about money. It's about making a statement." We're we're gonna right? talk about Avengers four in a second, but I just came up with a great question for you. Thanos or Heath Ledger's Joker? Heath Ledger's Joker. Thanos would look. Uh, Josh Brolin was fantastic. That's tough, though. That's he's, tough. No, he's, Come he's, on. He's, he's, but he's no. You really? I don't know. No, you know I, why? You know why? You know. Let me let me tell you why. Today, all the villain has to do is be competent, because we have so much incompetence surrounding us. All he has to do is be steadfast and stick by his guns. And and be able to say whatever his ideology is with conviction. Oof. I'm not kidding. Look at the villains we've had. We've got, like, Snoke and Kylo. These are terrible villains. You know, you've got villains well, yes, that, yes, that yes. are crabby, that, that complain and whine. Vader never complained or whine. You know, they, he never... But he was never about anything other than kind of this sketchy idea about order. He didn't have a deep-seated ideology that made you sympathetic with him. He he was he was basically the heavy and loved being the heavy. 
Right. And that's we don't really have that now. Okay? And and the problem with the, the Joker um, was just pure chaos. He yeah. owned being chaos. There was no prevailing ideology. Now, he, he developed an ideology when he ran into Batman. Batman offered him meaning to the craziness that he was doing because he wanted to keep proving to Batman that you... That, that his philosophy of insanity, of no rules, was better than having rules. But that was, and that's why he was drawn to Batman. That only explains why he was drawn to Batman. But in general, if there was no Batman, there would still be a Joker and he would just, it would just be about insanity. And nobody could catch up to him. Yeah. Because none of the other villains was, was being a villain for the sake of being a villain. Everyone was being dastardly for money or control or power or some kind of weakness ideology. And the Joker didn't have one. And that's why he was confounding them all. Okay? And that was the only really great thing about that film. Yeah. Um, the, the Thanos would have been more... Uh, it would have been more interesting. I think he would have been more terrifying if he didn't he know was... why he was doing what he was doing. If he didn't... I know that the, the, the unique perspective of the Thanos movie was, was to... Hold on. Yeah, I know right. the unique perspective of the movie was to put it from his perspective. Okay. Right? And that's what made it a different kind of movie. That's, that's why everybody's giving it the genius uh, um, uh, credit, you know? It was like, oh, it's genius because it mm-hmm. was it was completely... Mm-hmm. It was completely seen through his eyes. And I honestly say that's probably the only way they could have done this movie. Sure. But... Even from his perspective, I think it would have been absolute genius if you still, even though you were looking at it from his eyes, you didn't know why he was doing what he was doing. And the thing, I know they put an emotional beat with, uh, with Gamora, and, you know, and that's, that was, that's, that's one of the things that kind of, for me, kind of neuters the bad guy a little bit, because you give him... You give him some some pathos, and you give him some some backstory, and then you kind of understand where he's coming from, and then it's all about a matter of will. Like this guy's evil because he's got more will than I do to right. pull something like this off. But it's nonsense, you know. One of the worst things they did, and here's a here's a total geek jump. The worst thing they did in the first episode of the Star Trek: The Next Generation, where they introduced the Borg. Worst thing they did was beam a, beam aboard that ship. Mm-hmm. And I, and I remember thinking that when I was watching it. These guys were scary, terrifying, yeah. all the way up until, oh, let's go over there. It's like, no, you sold that wrong. Yeah, the, but at, the some thing that would you, make, at some point, you have to reveal. Not in the first episode. No, I guess I, I guess not in the first episode, but I'm just saying, you know, it, that's, a, that's a surprise that's going to come no matter what. But not what in the point. first episode. Sure. Yeah, you know, yes, like you the can thing, build, it, yes, you the can thing that would have made them yes, scary yes. is that you know you got Captain America, you got Iron Man, you got all these people. They they face Thanos is is right off the bat though, and this is the one thing I was going to say. He's scary because of what he can do right off the bat. We we actually lamented that Hulk in the first Avengers is 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 like a secret weapon, and by Avengers two he's kind of like okay he's not as strong for some reason, and then by this movie he basically gets his butt whipped, but. Any good story, uh, the, the first thing you can do to beef up your villain is to put him up against your strongest hero and have him squash him. And that's what he did. He basically sent Hulk away yeah, for the entire movie. It's a big mistake that Man of Steel made. So, well, it wasn't... Man of Steel had, had Zod get beat by Jor-El. Yes, right, right. Exactly, what, what right. What kind of nonsense is that? Well, and that was my one, my one flaw in Black Panther, right? Like, to me, Michonne, which, I, again, I, I apologize for having to call her Michonne, but that's Danny Guerrero, Danny Guerrero's character. She's the strongest one to me. And then Killmonger's even stronger than both of them. So to me, Black Panther 
is the weakest one, and I never, I never got that leap of faith as to why he was going to be able to all of a sudden beat Killmonger. Killmonger can beat your strongest warrior. Your strongest warrior is yeah, Michonne. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea with that, and I'm not defending it, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I think the idea with that is who had the, the, the heart as yeah. opposed to it wasn't, it wasn't, and that's the same thing with Thanos. It's not Thanos is strong. Of course he's strong. Right. But he's got this force of will. He's never going right. to quit. Right. Right? Well, that's fine, and that's, that's great for a villain, but they, there's just these, those, the days are gone when the villain was just scary. You know, like this guy is, I don't want to. I don't always want to identify with the villain. I don't want to know. Yeah. I want. I want All him right. to be kind of nebulous and, and and then you know eventually yes of course reveal why the guy's doing this. You don't have to keep it a mystery the entire time because because sure. nuts like us are going to come around and go. <laughs> what hell is he doing? All that you know, but not not the moment you meet him, the moment he's on his crusade. Yeah. Stop spending all this time explaining to us what his ideology is. Yeah. We don't need to know that. Yeah. We can be afraid. Yeah. You know? And and that's, I mean, look, that doesn't ruin the movie. The movie is fine. The movie is perfect in and of itself. No, no, we were saying which one's, which yeah, one was a more... Yeah, but I mean, second viewing is Powerful like, villain. It's like, yeah, Heath Ledger is, is a way more... And he's more charismatic. He's, he's fun to watch. Sure. Eventually, after about a week, Josh Brolin would be all... You know, all uh, all speeches and epitaphs and oaths and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and he wouldn't, you know, after a while, you'd be like, okay. And the, the problem is, the more you flesh out that character, the minute he stubbed his toe or seemed a little human, mm -hmm. you'd be like, no, you know, this guy, this guy's all talk. I want to hear what you guys think. Um, you know, obviously, we're a call-in show, 877-480-4120. Heath Ledger's Joker or Thanos. We're reviewing the Avengers Infinity War Blu-ray. Really fast, though, I want to get into... Uh, Everything we know about Avengers 4, which, again, kind of got glossed over. We know nothing about this. Let's give a little quick little rundown. I want to thank Polygon.com for this. Actual title of Avengers 4, we don't know. Okay? At once upon a time, it did have a name, uh, but then they kind of walked back the title a little bit. Uh, it wasn't revealed, but they basically... The intention is we will change it. We just haven't come up with titles yet. It so was, the thing I heard was that if they told you what the title was, it would give away. It would away. ruin everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, But isn't, isn't it going to ruin it at some point? All right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Marvel I think Studios. They, I think it, they meant it would ruin uh, Avengers three. Kevin Feige has said the movie's title will be revealed towards the end of 2018. So we got four months to go, and it'll come on. When's the first Avengers four trailer? Not entirely clear. Marvel sat out San Diego Comic Con, um, which we talked about. If you go back in our in our in our episodes, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll probably see a trailer at the same time as the title reveal. So I would imagine it's going to be the same. Um, all right. When does it come out? It comes out May third, 2019. Who is in Avengers four? Well, that's going to be much speculated. Everybody who survived Avengers 3, as theoretically. Is, as is what might happen, which we will get into next. We've also got a great guest coming up, Casey Pierce, which we'll get to as well when we return. They right. released the full trailer. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, All's forgiven, fun. huh? All's forgiven. No, okay. <laughs> I, that's we, how most, most Star Wars fans are like, Woo, this is going to be great. I can't wait. You know, oh, awesome. I can't wait. I can wait. Secrets of the Sire.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture, secretsofthesire.com. Go check us out. Uh, we, you know, it's, it's, we, it, it, that's the best part about the show, right? We came in here not really having anything to talk about, and we ended up stumbling onto one of the greatest debates of all time, which is the Heath Ledger's Joker versus yeah. uh, Thanos. And I, I don't you know, think it's a I brought up the point, though, and you brought up the point in the first segment, though. Thanos, the whole movie is told from his perspective. So the whole idea of, you know, not knowing what the Joker's about is, is more a, an effect uh, or an end result of how of who the story was told through. We're following Thanos through the uh, through the entire Infinity War saga. We're following Batman in retaliation of the Joker. The Joker's the star of the show, but it's not told from his perspective. So it's very interesting. So we want to know what you think. We definitely want to we definitely want to know what you guys think. Um, go check it out. I, see, I still feed. think they could have told it from his perspective and just not told us what his perspective was. Yeah. I still yeah. think you could have pulled that off. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick detour uh, because we're going to continue our summer spotlight, which has been pretty awesome. Uh, we're spotlighting a couple of the cool up-and-coming comic book companies and some creators that you may have heard of, may not have heard of, and need to because they're doing really cool things. And with that, I introduce Miss Casey Pierce. How are you doing, Casey? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm doing very good. First, I have to, I have to say that uh, she's the most polite guest. She's like, I didn't get the email. You got to send me the email again. I didn't get it. Oh my god, I'm such a pain. I'm so sorry. Let me fill out the survey. And I'm like, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you, you're you're awesome. <laughs> like, you, like the fact that you uh, care well, this good, much. Good. I'm like, please don't mistake my exhaustion for laziness. No, or, no, you know, no, no. Like we, like, you we, know, we love it uh, when you work all day too. Like, I I come home and then I sleep for two hours from these times and then I just go right to work. Yeah, no, I, it's uh, we feel you. So don't worry, you 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 done good. You 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 okay? Um, well, all right. thank you. So let me start out with the company you work for. Um, I was in C two E two this past year promoting uh, my new series, and I was talking to some artist friends of mine. And we we're thinking about okay, what's the next project we're going to work on, and we'd love to work together and this and that. And I said okay, great. Let's think about what we want to do, but let's think about where we want to take the project, right? And I you know I mentioned a couple other you know companies I've worked with and say. Blah, 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 blah. And then not one, not two, but like three or four different artist friends of mine who I'm talking to are all like, got to check out Source Point Press. And I'm like, I haven't heard of Source Point Press. Mm-hmm. Who's Source Point Press? So give our audience the rundown. Who is Source Point Press? Where did they come from? Because now all of a sudden I see them at every show. They had a, you had a, you had a great uh, display in San Diego. You guys have been doing a lot of really cool things. Uh, give, us, give us a little backstory on the company a little bit. Oh, man. So I've been here since the beginning, so I am Grandma's first point. <laughs> but uh, we, we, are, we are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, we just exploded in the past year. Um, we started out in Midland, Michigan. Mm-hmm. It was uh, originally, original proprietors were Trico Ludkin and Joshua Werner. Mm-hmm. And um, then Travis McIntyre had taken uh, over as editor-in-chief, and that's when I had joined okay. um, with my series Nora Mm -hmm. and from there we have like we we started out just primarily hard scope of sci-fi and horror that's what we did we did we did some pulp but you know uh, books prose um, comics what have you and um, now we have creators as far as Vegas uh, Boston uh, international creators as well Italy Mm -hmm. Um, and we have since moved into a multimedia company with our contract with Shoreline Entertainment. Cool. Shoreline is a film distributor, um, you know, who works with like Paramount, Miramax, um, what have you. And 
the one of our graphic novels uh, written by Mr. David Hayes called Rotten Tail was since turned into a film um, that was optioned through Shoreline and it stars Corin Nemec from Parker Lewis, Can't Lose, mm. and Stargate. So that became a huge thing for us in the past year, which got us to this multimedia status. Sure. And we, I myself, do about 32 shows a year. <sighs> Uh, Source Point all together collectively does some, somewhere yeah. maybe close to 200s. Wow. I mean, you guys are hitting the pavement. I mean, there's no question about it. All right, tell the audience about Nora. Nora. Uh, Nora, it is a four-issue uh, sci-fi saga. Nora has the ability to go inside your coma, either retrieve you from or help you cross over, but she obtained that ability while working in pathogenic development for the CIA creating hellish viruses for means of biological warfare. So in each issue, you get a window into her dark past, and you'll start to piece together how she does what she does. See, you know, I can tell that you're a professional, though. You have your log line down pat. There are so many times. <laughs> I said it a few thousand times. No, but I, no, 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 no. But that is, so I did like an Ask Me Anything session today, and, and people were asking me, like, what's some advice you can give? And I'm like, know your log line. Like, like literally, if someone was to just, like, stop you in an elevator and be like, Real quick, what's your story about? Sire's about a superhero force by his own constant fight evil. You know, oh, it's like, yeah. it's you like, know, any anytime you pitch to a publisher, you know, and I say this in the marketing and branding panel too, it's a five minute job interview. Yeah, yeah. You have five minutes to hook me. Five. That's even that's that's yeah, even yeah, longer. That's <laughs> it's like thirty seconds. You get thirty seconds. <laughs> right. Maybe. Yeah. Less than that. Um, I'm I'm talking like Hollywood. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, it, it's very hard to talk about your work too because you want to get into the plot. Yeah. But say, well, it's more than that, and then you sound like a five-year-old trying to explain to their mom what they saw on a television show, like <laughs> the guy in a parachute, and then the explosion went off, and it was boom, and the guy in the ground was like, whoa, and then this guy, and then, and then, and then. And then. I, I've I've gotten that so many times yeah. too. I, you know what the best I've thing is? I've been that guy a couple of times. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. This took a long time to get this down. <laughs> now, thirty-two shows is definitely that dwarfs me, but uh, I definitely. Between Hassad and I, when we used to work at Wizard, we used to do all the conventions out there, and then uh, you know, just independently uh, promoting our own stuff. I mean, we've done it, and we get the guy. It's always the guy, and, and it's always they always come up to the table, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, oh, this really. How'd you get started? Because I have my own idea. Yeah, great. What's it about? Well, you know, <laughs> it's always it's, a guy too. It's, it's oh, a, I, I, <laughs> I said that specifically. Yeah. I had I had a really really awesome uh, female come up to the table um, uh, this past weekend at Fan Expo Boston, and she specifically ask questions like you know so how do you do this and how do you what do you recommend right. for this and she's you know, all business you know very very she's all like business. but meanwhile you get like the guy who's like he's yeah. got his he's got his like half a dozen comics in his hand already yeah. it's spilling out over onto your table yeah at that he's point. all like sunburned because he's it's the first time he's been out of his and he just in thinks like, this um, is the this is the moment like he's gonna tell this story <laughs> and he's gonna wow you to <laughs> such an extent you're gonna drop everything it's gonna do it's it gonna, I, I love that I love <laughs> that because then, then you get some guys that are like well I don't want to tell you because I don't I don't want you to steal it yeah, I never get up. that no 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 wait I never get that people are like please steal this please help me make this no, like, well, I don't want to get too much detail you know copyright and all that oh boy <laughs> so you got nothing out of the air all of a sudden I'm like okay wait a minute you're gonna tell me a story that's so great so different that I cannot name off the top of my head five films or five books that it's in a filler vein is. <laughs> oh shit, let me write you a check right now. <laughs> Bing! Right to the S word. I'm so sorry. Can I say that on the show? No. You can. Too late. You can. But the funny thing, we, we just, you know, for anybody we'll who has never seen the show before, we just bing that every time. <laughs> bing! Go, <on. laughs> Go ahead. 
Don't Sorry. don't do yeah. it again. But, but, <laughs> no, you can do it again. I'm just kidding. It's internet radio. I'm just kidding. It's for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any kids. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I should have asked that before the show. I apologize. No, it's fine. It's I, fine. I just totally made your show so lowbrow. I apologize. No, have no. You, you haven't listened. Yeah, you to weren't our listening show, at all. <laughs> you just, you just haven't listened to our show at all. <laughs> well, now, now I'm insulted. <laughs> <laughs> lowbrow. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh yeah, but, but <laughs> that's just it, right? So you've got these creators that are uh you know too precious for this world mm. that want to say well it's not like because people say you know nora oh it's selling dreamscape and i say great if you find that comparison that's awesome yeah once you read the entire series you will find that this is just like starship troopers because to me yeah. this is one big homage to robert heinlein mm-hmm. that's how marketers think though they yeah. think it's this exactly. plus this you know yeah. they that's they they're constantly cool. thinking of a comparison or a through line that that will Look, make. It's the easiest way to put an impression in someone's head, and that is the bottom line when you are pitching. Right, you want to give some. You want someone to walk away and go, "I know what that movie yeah, is. I know what, you're I know what about. that story is. I've seen this, and that's good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing at the end of the day." Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, look at films. I mean, you guys were just talking about films. Um, and people want we do to, that on the show. and I complain myself. I shove up my glasses and discuss that they're remaking films from like 20, 30 years ago. But they know that audiences always want to play it safe. Yeah. They will go with what they know. Like, oh, I know Ghostbusters. Yep. I'm going to go see that. Yep. Well, why not no. do that with comics? Even though we're not making the same thing, we're not doing a rehash. Right. We're saying, hey, if you like the X Files, yeah. see Nora. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Now, you mentioned a seminar that you do throughout the Midwest uh, for marketing and branding. It's called The New Landscape. Why don't you tell audiences a little bit about that? Yes, um, it's it's a panel that I offer. Sorry, I just heard my voice on feedback. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> That's the worst is, when you have the echo. I call it The New Landscape because it will always be The New Landscape. There will always be something to contend with. And it is tough now. I mean, Comic-Cons are oversaturated. Mm-hmm. And you have what I like to call the Big Bang Theory fans that just come want to come and walk the con floor oh, yeah. and see what the nerds were doing, you know, that's all on TV. And they have a right to be there. They do. Everyone has a right to be there. Everyone belongs at a Comic-Con. You can't bitch about that. You can't, uh, excuse me, you can't complain about Bing. cosplayers, any of that stuff. She caught it before we did. <laughs> you know, there's always going to be something to contend with. So when Funkos die out, there's going to be something else to take its place. Of course, yeah. If Big Bang Theory goes off the air, there's going to be another show to take its place within the next five years, I guarantee it, because everybody wants to belong. Mm -hmm. You can sell these people a comic book. You can sell stuff enthusiasts a comic book, and I want to help. I am someone who can move hundreds of comics in a weekend while most of my peers are struggling to sell 20. And that is what I try to help people do. Um, okay, also, so so how much do you charge for your services? <laughs> yeah, can we hire you? Yeah, exactly. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, my whole the whole panel is on YouTube. Oh, that's awesome. It was produced by the Comic Book Syndicate, and it's the New Landscape 101. It looks for Casey Pierce. Now, I apologize. My hair is horrendous because I tried to go blonde, <laughs> yeah. and then I dive back. That's the so first thing I'll face. notice. Like, well, I'm not watching this. <laughs> What's with her hair? Oh, I know. Turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> once again, once again, I don't know if she's ever watched the show. Yeah, between exactly. your bald head and my balding head, we yeah. don't have those issues. <laughs> um, looks like one Bobby pin too shy there. <laughs> Everything she just says, the validity has been taken out. No, we, uh, we, I, 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 yeah, I love so that kind of there's stuff. There's also no linear way in a comic. 
No, there isn't. And I know you guys would agree. But let me ask you a question, though. I mean, do you... This, this is my frustration with Comic-Cons versus, um, you know, online Comic-Cons, which is like the social media of, of just talking about this stuff. The people that complain the most, I feel like, about, um, you know, all the, you know, people are not coming to the 21st century and this and that with, with comic books and comic book movies and this and that are people that don't go to a comic book store. My retailer will, will, will bitch, bing, and moan <laughs> consistently because he's like, yeah, we, you know, we see no traction from these movies we don't get you know but meanwhile like you have people are like oh yeah this this movie you know this character's got to be this way and it's like well you don't read the comics like you don't i don't know i have a i have a frustration because you can sell them at conventions but they still won't walk into a comic book store after is there anything you can think of that will remedy that you know it's it's all about the genuine one-on-one creator meeting experience and we have to remember that that's why people flock to comic cons in the first place Mm -hmm. and that makes all the difference i love it it's 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 quick and concise we didn't even get a chance to get into the sexism in comics but we're going to have you back on the show at some point if you're ever in new york drop by you can be a you could be a live guest co-host with uh, hassan and i we enjoyed having you in here um oh thank you tell everyone where they can find you online you can find me at facebook.com slash Cosmic Casey, both with K's. Twitter handle is Cosmic Casey. Instagram, KCD writes, not as in women's lib, but as in physical writing. <laughs> and you can find Nora and Pieces of Madness at sourcepointpress.com. And we are also now, Nora is in Diamond Previews. So please tell your local comic book shop to add it to their pull list. Nora through Source Point Press by Casey Pierce. Very, very no, cool. All right, Casey Pierce, you rock. You're awesome. Uh, welcome back any, anytime. And we'll see you at New York right, Comic Con. So I think New York Comic Con, yes, that's, yes, that's the next one for me anyway. All right, when we come back, we go spinning the racks. I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, uh, the cast was really good. The yep. kids were solid. I know? didn't like Flash. So we're talking about my good, right? That's very true. Okay, thanks. <laughs> we, we hate each other. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what gets yes, us the ratings, yes. buddy. <laughs> F you. Yeah. Woo, Two thousand downloads. Done. Well, then next week we're gonna shoot one of us. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank our guest, Miss Casey Pierce. She does a great job, so go check her out. Go check out Source Point Press uh, on Twitter. They're doing some really cool things. Um, and again, I got so many recommendations from artist friends of mine as well to go check them out, and they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for a show where I really was like struggling to come up with a good topic, this has turned into like one of our better shows. I think it's the fact that we rushed out of the out of the restaurant to finish dinner as quick oh, as possible so? to make it here on time. I, I don't agree. <laughs> We talked about a lot tonight. We talked about Infinity War. We reviewed the Blu-ray. Talked about what you might have missed uh, the second time around. We talked very really briefly about Avengers 4, which we'll get back into in a second. There's nothing to talk about. Brian Everham, though, said, I thought Anchorman was better the second time I saw it. I agree about Wedding Crashers. First time I saw it in theater. It was one of the funniest movies ever. Second time I saw it, not in, I didn't, didn't enjoy it. I remember Wedding Crashers. Is that the Adam Sandler? No, no, no. That's the Vince Vaughn, uh, Owen Wilson vehicle. Oh. With uh, Isla Fisher. Oh, the very, very attractive Isla Fisher in that movie. Not She's to be confused excellent. with Amy Adams. No, but I could see why you do that. <laughs> a lot of people do wow. that. Wow, a lot of people do yeah. that. Um, and I think it's Isla. 
I think is that's, it, that's how you pronounce her it? name. Is I it Gail Gadot? Uh, no. It is Gail Gadot, actually. It's, I thought it was Gail Gadot. No, no, no. It's it, There's Gail Gadot. I, I got corrected by some Jewish man in an elevator. So What does he know? She's Israeli. That doesn't mean he knows anything. <laughs> I, look, I look. I will take his word for it. <laughs> All right, real quick before we get into spinning the racks, uh, we did talk about what might happen in the movie. Uh, for anybody who hasn't read Infinity Gauntlet, I'll skip this, actually. You know, we'll skip it. We'll save it. We're going to save this for our Avengers uh, 4 uh, untitled Avengers movie uh, run-up when we get there uh, later. But you can actually go and buy Infinity Gauntlet and read the book, and then you'll know what happened, uh, Nebula. All right, so this is... Uh, uh, what, a, what a jerk. <laughs> this is the most important part, right? Whose Marvel contracts are up specifically, okay? So oh, that's something God. that I think is... is I, I apologize. Value. I apologize. I, I, I honestly... I'm going to be very bad in this segment. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I hate these things. No, but it's true, right? Robert Downey Jr., I Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, and Chris Hemsworth have all reached their limits. However, there's going to be a Black Widow movie, so I, I'm assuming Scarlett Johansson's going to make it out or you know, be in some way, shape, or form here. And Chris Hemsworth has indicated he wouldn't mind coming back in the role of Thor. I can't see Robert Downey Jr. not carrying on as, as Tony Stark in some way, shape, or form. I really do. I feel like that's going to happen. Well, he quit like three times. And he's still prominently right, right. In, in, in almost every damned Marvel movie, with the exception of Ant-Man and, um, right. and Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, he's all over Spider-Man. He's all over the, the Captain America movies. He's in the, the Avengers movies. Yeah. I mean, he, where is he not? Yeah, I know. So, and he I know. quit. Like, he made memories. They made a big deal about mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 being his last one. That's yeah. the last Iron uh-huh. Man. I was like, it doesn't really matter. Iron Man hasn't gone anywhere. Right. For ten years, right? So we don't need him. You know, we don't need another Iron Man movie. No, ever, no, ever, right? No, and, because and we didn't even need because two every and three. movie is an Iron. The RDJ is just a, a it's just a preeminent actor mm-hmm. who kind of kind of commands the scene mm-hmm. wherever he is. Yep, and he is instinctively, instinctively, or instinctually placed in the lead yeah. of any scene that mm-hmm. he's in. Yeah, you know, and the entire Avengers and especially the Infinity War. Is about his pathology, because he had this vision in uh, Age of Ultron, right? And this is, and he he saved the world in right. the first Avengers movie. So right. this is all, this is basically all about. And even Thanos knows who he is. Yeah, that was like, hey, Tony Stark, what's up? <laughs> You're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Loved you in Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> Captain Marvel. You, the other guy, come about not that much. <laughs> you, Downey Jr. You're the one, Captain Marvel premieres in 2019 it's march 8th 2019 so we know that's coming and we know it's set in the 90s so again that's not going to give us any clues uh untitled avengers infinity we are in the 90s we are reliving the 90s no we're not all over again yeah yeah not the good parts uh no but no but i mean even no i'm telling you i don't want to go into that but i mean yeah i want to go back to spider-man if we had music like in the 90s (laughs) i'd feel a little better but well if you're into edm we are no (laughs) we are uh, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out next July 4th weekend. Which is so odd, because he's dead. Oh, yes. <laughs> what is that going to do? How and strange. Then, this kind of does, you, you're right with the James Gunn stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out in 2020. 
and that's the next one. I, you know what? And then this Batista stuff, and now they're like, you know, this QAnon stuff with the with the pedophilia thing, and now they're they're speculating that the reason that Batista is is defending uh, a gun so so drastically is because he's part of this pedophilia ring, and also and it's, it's just theory. It, it's just snowballing. It's Conspiracy just getting bigger theory, and what? bigger and bigger. All right, well, we will not participate in that kind of uh, nonsense. Instead, we will speculate on what's going to happen with Star Trek Four when we go spinning the rack. So, uh, hey, we got a really cool Spin the Racks graphic now. See? I was, I was busy. I was busy this whole week. Star- I can't see it because I don't have a computer screen. So. You, but you'll You're wasting time. see it on the replay. You're wasting it's time. Exciting. Star Trek IV, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth drop out of the film. What a, what a shame. This is according to The Independent. <laughs> actually, it's according to Hollywood Reporter. states that both actors have walked away after failing to come to an agreement with Paramount and Skydance Media. Basically, the, the long and short of it is um, they have a contract for a certain amount of money, and then Paramount's like, eh, you know, the last movie didn't do as well, so we kind of want to skim the budget a little bit. Can you take a pay cut? And they're like, no, you're going to pay us what we're under contract for. So they are technically under contract, but not coming back. Shame. No, you're not a big fan of Star Trek movies? Nope. Really? Yeah. Ah. They're not Star Trek movies, in my opinion. Okay, all they're right. Really, they're, they're, they're great action adventure movies yeah, right. set in outer space, but they're terrible Star Trek movies. Yeah, all right. And... I say that while also saying that I don't mind Chris Pine and I don't mind Zachary Quinto and I don't mind uh, Hemsworth and you know I don't, what I, you know I don't, I don't mind, mind those characters. I don't mind a good segue. Um, okay. Star Trek Discovery casts its Spock. Mm. So apparently Spock is going to be in the new Star Trek Discovery series. That Well, it's not new anymore, but it's the streaming series of CBS All Access Drama. will introduce the iconic character, this time played by Ethan Peck, in its sophomore run. So now we have three... Spocks essentially. We have Leonard Nimoy version. We have the Zachary Quinto Quinto version, and now we have the Ethan Peck version. Uh, Ethan Peck has been tapped to take on the iconic role, and we'll play the half human, half Vulcan. Science yeah, we officer. got three Pikes. Also, we got three Sarics. We got uh, we mm. got you know. I mean, no, it's only when two, you, two no. Kirks, right? Two Kirks. Yeah, I said three, three. Yeah, yeah. Three Pikes. I know. Three Sarics. You know, when you when you keep making incarnations of the past. You're going to have to keep, you know, recasting these At what point characters. does Avatar technology take over and we can just watch Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones forever? I don't know. Whenever I'm dead, hopefully. I don't think so. That's next week? No. <laughs> you're you're going to be dead next week? Who's going to co-host the show? Possible. Who's going to come up with a topic very next possible. week? I'm so you'll find with? someone oh to fill this. All right. Um, look at, look at, come on, man. Look what they did with Peter Cushing. And everybody had a, had a heart attack. And then they made a... <laughs> they made Jeff Bridges young and drawn, awesome. and people wanted to. <laughs> people were doing somersaults in the movie I theater. In like, to, I thought uh, in uh, Ant Man and Wasp, the scenes of Michael Douglas. Yeah, being and those are like those are like incredible. a billion dollars to do that. That's a b. The, the, It'll the, be like HGTVs. It'll be like the technique is so involved because you have to have footage of the person when they were young. You can't just youthen someone, yeah. and <laughs> can't just euthanize them. Go ahead. I just, I, that's why I thought you were going with it. And I was like, euthan, you just made a word. Except you didn't. You cut it's off It's euthanize, not euthanize. But no. okay. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, last on the list. And this, uh, is, this is a little. I'm done with this show. This, <laughs> this is a little. This is actually close to home for us because we got to review Nightfall before it came on. But uh, Mark Hamill, Mr. Luke Skywalker himself, will join Nightfall as it's renewed for season two on History Channel. So basically, we are putting a call out to History Channel. Come sponsor the show again, and we will review Mark Hamill 
in Nightfall, and we will do it lovingly. All right, next week. Thank you, out of the way. <laughs> industry legend Paul Levitz joins us in studio. Chat about his 30-year career and his latest graphic novel, Brooklyn Blood. 